0: just got done losing to the Calgary Flames in overtime uh, they still up that point and uh, very hard fought game and uh, need to come from behind to get that that one point and we will kind of dissect that game the good the bad the ugly um, and all that that come with uh, the post game so uh, first social media stuff follow on Twitter LOPN underscore Avalanche follow on Instagram and Facebook just search Locked On Avalanche and send your emails, questions, concerns, comments, your opinions, whatever you want to send, lockedonavalanche at gmail.com. Uh, so, once again, Avalanche coming into this game, winners of six in a row. And we talked at length about that last three game road trip that they had that they swept, and also talked about some letdown coming off of uh, some impressive victories like they had. And if that was something that might creep into the locker room or even on the ice, and their their pace of play didn't really happen overall, uh, I guess you could say at the start of the third when they gave up a couple goals relatively quickly, uh, maybe they had some some laps. But Calgary is playing much better, so you kind of have to give credit to the opponent. Um, you know, a lot of times we just focus on the team that we root for and forget that the other team is trying to. And Calgary's been been a much improved team. I believe they have won five in a row and uh, have points in their last six, if I'm not mistaken. But I know they have five in a row. So um, they got off to a rough start, but they've really turned it around lately. So I don't think the Avs came into this game uh, maybe not taking them for granted but um I think the concern was maybe taking themselves for granted. <laughs> and uh I don't like I said, I don't think that happened. But um again, you're going into this game down players. Uh Kale McCarr, we did not think he was going to play today, and he didn't. Uh we did get some news on him where he's day to day. Coach Bednar believes there's a possibility he could play Wednesday against the Flyers, if not Wednesday Almost definitely Friday, I think he will play. Um, that game Friday is slipping my mind who they're playing. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, New Jersey. Uh, maybe we'll have Taylor Hall by then. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so we didn't have Makar. Kind of figured that. Did not have Philip Grubauer. Kind of figured that too. I think these two guys are, are kind of uh, on the same path in terms of injury and when they're going to return. But having said that, like maybe with the loss of Makar, you might think, all right, We might have to really step. Well, you're going to have to step it up on defense. And when it comes to Grubauer not being there, I'm completely fine with Pavel Francouz in net right now uh, because he's playing just as good as as Grubauer is, in my opinion. I'm not saying he he should be taking the number one goaltender position away from Grubauer, but I am comfortable with him in net. And he, I mean, I know the Avs, the Avalanche lost five to four. So you're thinking I gave up five goals. Yeah. Uh, If you're watching the game and kind of put it into context, sure, he gave up those uh, quick goals in the third. But overall, I thought he played a solid game. Um, He he needed to to stop the bleeding in that third for the Avs to have a chance to come back. And that's exactly what he did. Um, But. Could we have tightened some things up? Of course we could have. I mean, you give up five goals, which is not typically what you do. And you ask yourself, if Kale McCarr was there, would you, we have given up all five goals? We're not going to play that what-if game. Like I said, Calgary uh, has been playing a lot better. You have to give them credit. So uh, kind of going through this game and these game stats, um, the the Avalanche were the aggressors. Early on. Um, again, playing that speed game. And uh, Ryan Graves opened up the scoring in the first. Got his fifth of the year with assists from Donsko and Comfer. And that was really it for the first period. Um, it was a pretty evenly matched. It was an evenly matched game. Uh, was, I mean, I know Calgary pulled ahead, like I said, in the third. But even even with that, it was a, a very evenly matched play, played game. And in the second it was Derek Ryan who got Calgary back tied. Very quickly after that, I think it was about 30 seconds later, yeah, right around 30 seconds later, once again, Valerian Achuskan continues to play incredible hockey, and he gets his fifth of the year with Graves and Nieto with the assists. Um, our, one of our great friends, and I am very sarcastic in saying that, Matthew Kachuk got his 12th to, once again, tie the game. That was it for the second period, going into the third. 12 seconds in, and then a minute and 39 in Calgary. Bang, bang. Uh, Mangia Payne and Frelik both. And you're thinking, well, we haven't been in this position before. Uh, The the Flames took a two-goal lead, 4-2. to But the thing that, they did was they scored them too early. It's almost like when a football team scores with you know just over the two-minute warning and you give that other team too much time to come back and all they need to do is kick a field goal. Uh, I'm not saying I was sitting comfortably watching that, but you leave 18 minutes on the clock, the Avalanche are more than capable of tying this game back up. And that's exactly what they did. Nathan McKinnon... Uh, he finally got on the board, his 19th goal. Calvert and Ian Cole with the assist, and then uh, Jonas Donskoy with a beautiful slap shot um, tied it back up. And then we went into overtime. And um, here's where I'm gonna here's where I'm gonna get a little critical of of Nathan McKinnon. You guys know he's you know the top three greatest players on the planet. But sometimes I think, and, and he he's okay with other guys shooting. Like he's he's not he's fine with with uh, guys on his line if they have a shot taking it. He's not he's not selfish in that aspect. But sometimes when he's got the puck and he probably should give a pass somewhere, uh, he doesn't. And he leads the league in in shots year after year, and that's fine. He's he's a scorer. He's not gonna be up there and scoring if he doesn't take shots on net you expect that from him you want that from him but when you have three on three and there's a lot of open ice um i think he was trying to get a little too cute right at the end and it pretty much cost the avalanche uh the, the loss or the overtime loss because he he had a chance and i'm not saying it was a, a an awful play by any stretch of the means but I'm pretty sure it was Burakovsky who was kind of streaking down the left hand side, and um, McKinnon was kind of playing cute with the puck a little bit, and he was kind of in close proximity to the goalie. He could have he easily passed that off, and maybe got a little caught in between between the the passing and shooting but uh it is what it is i mean he he's if he has a, a the slightest of opening he's going to take it and i think he saw it and he went for it and it got blocked and calgary turned it up ice and now he's got to make up all that distance which obviously he's more than capable of doing but uh has got beat he's not a defenseman and that just spells doom and um uh, Monaghan had the, the game winner. It was a really nice goal by him. And he beat Francis on this high uh, right shoulder, I believe it was. So I'm not putting this blame on Nathan McKinnon at all. Don't misconstrue misconstrue what I'm saying. I just think on that play, um, I think he was dead set on, on having the game winner. And he had a guy r- more open than he was. Um, so, it is it is what it is. You can't do anything about it now. I think it's uh, you know you, you fought to get the one point, and that's good. You had to come from behind to get that one point. Uh, that you can take a positive out of that. Um, so right now the ABS are getting updated standings here. Forty one points in total. Nineteen eighty nineteen eight and three. And it just would have been nice to win this one because then we would have been tied in points overall with St. Louis with a game in hand. Um, I don't think St. Louis is playing tonight. No, they're not. Uh, it, that, that just would have been nice to see on uh, the the standings chart, just seeing that they're tied with St. Louis. But they, um, like I said, 41 points. Winnipeg, who is another hot team, is right behind them with 38. Dallas, 37 points and then you got Minnesota, Nashville 31, I don't know what's going on with them I thought they were, you know, Nashville's always in it but for whatever reason they're not so uh, we'll just uh, gonna pause here for a brief second, we come back we'll go over the game stats All right. so uh, once again Colorado Avalanche lose to Calgary 5-4 in overtime, they do pick up a point, had to come from uh, two goals down Early in the third to tie it up and lose a couple minutes into the extra frame. Uh, had a couple opportunities like most teams do. And overtime just couldn't capitalize on them. And uh, Calgary did. So uh, game stats here. Frantos got the loss. 33 shots against. Uh, 28 saves. An 848 save percentage. Not his best game. Uh, but he didn't allow that. Which would have been sixth goal, or uh, Calgary up three goals to happen and let Colorado uh, do what they do best. um, And that's user speed and that's score goals to tie this game up. So, uh, yeah, good and bad for him. I think, you know, there's some shots that he would like to to get back. Some, there was really nothing he could do, especially that overtime winner. It it was just a, a, a well. Placed shot, um, and he just can't. There's, you know, he can't stop everything. But um, what are you gonna do? Nathan McKinnon a goal and assist, but he was a minus two on the day. Ryan Graves, a one goal and one assist, and he's a plus three. Which I didn't know he was as high up in the plus minus as he was, as he is. I think with his plus three, he actually leads the league in plus minus with a plus twenty two. I want to say he is. I can look that up in a second, but uh, I, I was not aware he was that high up on that list. That really surprised me. Jonas Donskoy, goal and assists, a plus one. Nachuskin with his goal, a plus one. Ian, Co- Ian Cole. All right, so here's all the assists. Ian Cole, Matt Calvert, Matt, Tied- Matt Nieto, JT Comfer, and Burakovsky, all with assists. Not on the score sheet. Miko Rantanen. Um I think he was fine. He he didn't seem like he was had any ill effects or anything like that. Uh just one of those games where he he was everywhere. It wasn't like you didn't hear his name called, uh but he just didn't have he just could not get on the score sheet. Um same with Gabe Landeskog. He was everywhere as well. And I was kind of shocked that he didn't have an assist somewhere, but um Games like this are going to happen, and you kind of want to be on the other side of this. And that's why I think getting at least a point out of this game, you have to take that as as a positive. Uh, I know you scored the first goal, and when the Avalanche score first, they have a fantastic record. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but um, just when they score first, and that's what they did in this game. You know, all good things come to an end. They just beat Boston for Boston's first home. Loss of the season, so you knew that was going to happen at some point. So uh, it's a, kind of a odd game in terms of stats and the back and forth. But Colorado, I think, needed to kind of play a game like this because they hadn't in a while. They hadn't played an overtime game in a very long time. So they need to play these games because these games are gonna you're gonna be have more of these games in the future, and you want to be as seasoned as you can in all different aspects uh all different scenarios you got to play you can't just have these you know what they did with um nashville nine to three nine to four you're not gonna be that way so and everybody knows that that's nothing new so again good and bad to take out of this game um and from calgary's standpoint you know matthew kachuk goal and assist uh Giordano had two assists and I guess if you want to put Monahan in there had had a goal. So and I and I meant to mention this in yesterday's show dating back to the Avalanche game against the Edmonton Oilers. So that's the two black. Okay, so Edmonton Oilers you had McDavid and Dry not score a point. And against the and then you had back to backs against the Blackhawks. Um, Kane with one point and Taves with one point in the first game. In the second game. Kane with one point. Taves with one point again. So that's you know, holding their stars in check. After that. Against the Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews, nothing. Uh, I get, you know, maybe some more of their stars. Uh, Nylander, nothing. Marner, nothing. Against the Canadians, uh, I mean, I don't know who you want to kind of pull out from the Canadian game. We'll kind of skip that one, but let's see. And then against the Bruins. Pasternak zero points, Marchand zero points, uh, Chara zero points, McAvoy zero points. They had been holding these like the, these stars of the other team, to nothing, and uh, tonight it kind of got back at them a little bit with uh, Kachuk scoring. I think what did what did I say he had a goal and assist? Monahan with the goal uh Giordano with two assists so uh their star stepped up and you know we talked yesterday about how the Avs, uh defense had really been stepping up and shutting these guys down again you take Kale McCarr out of that equation he's not everything on this defense but he's a major player and again Eric Johnson's still not there so that's another missing piece so uh In terms of uh, team stats, Calgary won the faceoffs 38 to 24. Calgary won uh, out of three on power plays. Colorado 0 for 2 on power plays. That's got to improve. Colorado has that. That's the one area where you like to see them do a little bit better. They are middle of the pack in the league when it comes to power play goals, 15th or 16th. And they really should be better than that. Um, So that's something that they definitely have to work on. Again, not having only two power plays. And lately, the the games the Avalanche have been playing, there hasn't been a lot of penalties called. Even in the the, uh, Bruins game, there was no penalties in the first two period, two and a half, not quite two and a half periods. Um, The game before that in Montreal, I think the first penalty was called more than halfway through the game. So they've corrected that. Because if you remember early in the season, Colorado was was penalizing left and right um, and, and dumb penalties. So it's good that they've corrected it on their end when the other team gets a penalty and they're on the power play. Um, it's so up and down right now. And, and I just think like lately it, it, it hasn't been as crisp as it should be because – This is a team that can score, and they have high-end talent on that power play. For whatever reason, it's just not coming together. So uh, hits are pretty even, Calgary 13, Colorado 14, and shots, again, pretty even, Calgary 33, Colorado 32. And that's another thing that even though we're saying that Colorado is playing good defense, and we look at that at the final score and we look at stats that I just read to you on on other teams, superstar players, not getting anything. That's all well and good. Uh, Colorado's been giving up a lot of shots lately. Almost uh, the whole road trip, I think every opponent had shots in the 30s. One, I think, was even in the 40s, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so you're really relying on those goaltenders who have been up for the task. But is, is that stick gonna break at some point you kind of don't want to play that game all the time so um, yeah some some things as well the avalanche have been playing obviously through your, throughout the entire season there are some things that you have to shore up I would say right now it is that power play um, and shoring up the defense a little bit more in terms of not letting as many shots on goal uh, do those two things and I want to say you're playing better than you are because you're playing fantastic as it is. But there's always something to work on. Those are the things that I would work on for now. All right, so once again, Colorado Avalanche losing to Calgary Flames, 5-4 to four in overtime. And like we've said all day in this episode, you take the good with the bad. You're going to have these games where uh, you got to scrap and claw to get back into it. And Colorado has the ability to do that, and they showed it. That's a positive. Uh, negative, you kind of want to shore up the, the goaltending a little bit. I don't want to blame this on Francis. I thought he played a very good game, which is difficult to say when you give up five goals, but I thought he did. Uh, defense, you don't have Kale McCarr. We're not going to use that as an excuse because we've had injuries this entire season, and we're, we haven't used them uh, up until now, so why are we going to start? But not having them there clearly made a difference in the game. Uh, but the Avalanche were there right to the end. So we can't say, you know, we didn't have camel Car, so we couldn't win. We had an opportunity to win. We're not going to use the excuse, you don't have camel Carway if we do win, so we can't use it when we, when we lose. So uh, our streak had to come to an end, but we still have the point streak intact. Uh, and now you just regroup. Regroup, start again. You have uh, every game this week is at home. So, uh, Philly coming into town. We will preview that game tomorrow. Um, but I can give you their, their record as of today. There's nothing wrong in doing that. So, Philadelphia. Where are you at, Philly? They are 17-8-5 for a total of 39 points. Uh, one win in a row, which I don't believe they played tonight. Well, of course, no, they didn't play tonight. So, um, they're doing pretty well. Um, do they hold a wild card spot? No, they're above wild card spot. They're in third in the Eastern Metropolitan Division, so uh, they're in a playoff spot as we speak. So should be a good game. Haven't, you don't see Philly too much, so uh, kind of going. They're one of those teams that people are saying maybe uh, buyers, will come trade deadline or before. Um, you don't hear them in the Taylor Hall uh, situation so much, as much as Colorado is. Of which I am hearing so many different things. And I would even hate to just, you know, bring it up on the show because I just hate just throwing out whatever's out there. But I'm hearing uh, this week it could happen. If it does, we'll talk about it. If it doesn't, we'll wait to talk about it. But I just heard this week, who knows? We're, we're all sitting with bated breaths. We're sitting on our hands. And when it happens, I'm sure there will be a lot lot to talk about. Uh, but right now, it's all of the same. So we'll wait until he gets here, if he does. If not, we got a good team. I'm happy with this team. So that's going to be it for today, guys. Tomorrow, like I said, previewing the Flyer game. And go, Abs, go. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, Go.